Hello and welcome to Castable. This is a podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Mahos and I'm the host. And I'm here to guide you around their festival. Today's guest is the truly legendary, highly revered British punk and folk singer, Frank Turner. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm really well, thanks. And we talked before the podcast, you're a little bit ill today. Yeah, I'm a little bit under the weather. I mean, it's it's, it's apparently not COVID because I'm, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm too cool to have COVID or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> I've but, heard uh, that about you, actually. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Oh my God, that's so last year. I've actually, I've got... I've got COVID-20, um, so, uh, yeah, so screw you guys. Like a new iPhone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that aside, I'm well, but um, thank you for asking. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. It's a real joy to have you here. And, uh, yeah, today we, uh, we, we're really looking forward to kind of um, – hearing about talking talking about festivals and talking about music because uh, we usually have a lot of comedians on, but, like, uh, we do have some musicians, but, like, you are truly, like um, – like a, a legendary, uh, per- you, you, you've actually featured on so many festivals of that we pitched, uh, which is, I think that's the first for Castable, actually. Right, so. okay, that's very nice to hear. Yeah, you, that's, uh, how lovely. Yeah, like, uh, well, I won't point out which comedian said that. But, like, uh, yeah. But, okay, um, that's good. That'll save everyone's <laughs> blushes. Um, I have also, I have played more festivals than I've had hot dinners. Um, like, so my, my experience of the festival as a sort of collective entity is 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 deep. <laughs> well, that's why I want to... Well, we don't usually start there, but, like, um, usually when where I talk to people, they've worked at more festivals than they've been to as a punter. Like, so, mm. um, in terms of... When's the last time you went to a festival just for... Uh, just to watch, if ever? Well, well, I mean, I did a lot when I was growing up, but it's mm-hmm. been a while. Um, I mean, this just doesn't quite qualify for your, your criteria, but I... <laughs> I uh, a few times in recent years, I've gone to Glastonbury and like tried to get a slot early on in the festival, and then just hung out for the rest of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if that fully counts because it tends to mean I have an artist pass and artist camping and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Um, so I'm not quite kind of in the trenches. But um, in terms of, I mean, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I think that counts though, because like you kind of get over and done with it early on. Yeah, that. totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. And then you can then you can get as out of your head as you want to get, and it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I mean, I've learned from experience that the worst possible thing in the world is a slot in the Sunday of Glastonbury because there is no human alive to <laughs> stay kind of coherent at Glastonbury for that long. Um, yeah. And I, I have occasionally played some bad shows at Glastonbury because I've been there for four days already. Yeah, that that must be tough as well because it's uh, as you say, it is like in the trenches. Uh, not no no realistic speed but like it's quite there's quite a lot going on every day and some people there, there is yeah yeah and it's sort of it's complete chaos and it's a holiday from real life and i say trenches slightly advisedly a good friend of mine actually got the uk's first recorded incidence of trench foot in about 90 years <laughs> at, no Glaston- at glastonbury a few years ago <laughs> now like later on we'll be asking you to pitch your your festival and if it's not called trench foot i'll be very upset so like <laughs> well it, it is now there we go <laughs> that's great um and so the the way we typically start is by asking um the kind of weird question of like if someone were to ask you what kind of music are you into how do you respond to that question i mean it's it's a difficult question and like i don't want to sound like somebody with a sort of milk toast dating profile <laughs> and say i'm into a bit of everything um but uh but i am um but i, I don't know i mean as a, at this age in my life i've like to think i'm a fan of songwriting first and foremost yeah in my in music but then having said that like and this 
is the thing that that relates to this conversation. I do feel that there's a difference between like when you're picking bands for a festival, you've got to think about them as a performance mm-hmm. as well as uh, as well as as just a um, a songwriter. So, for example, I saw Jay Z at Glastonbury, and I thought it was mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. I can't say I, I listened to Jay Z's records very much; it's not really my thing. But as a performer in that context, he was unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's not just and 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 but by contrast, I mean I adore the music of Towns Van Zandt like you wouldn't believe. I'm not sure that I want to see him in a field necessarily. Mm-hmm. I want to see him in a smoky bar in Houston in 1972. <laughs> you know? Which he can do at this festival. It's entirely right. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Okay, good. hypothetical. Good. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I totally um your points was very elegantly made because like it's true because sometimes you want a festival performance and that's why it's good to see so many different bands and artists at festivals to to experience the different things that you might sure. be out on. Yeah, absolutely. And you know and and uh, yeah there's uh, there's music for me that's headphones music and there's music that's kind of pissed up in a field music and and you know there, there can be some crossover but like yeah. um generally speaking the crossover is called trench foot music and uh, yes right there we go good <laughs> yep 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 very good in terms of um again a quite a, maybe a cliche thing to ask a musician but what was it, some of the first albums that you bought um when you were younger to, that kind of started off that kind of musical journey uh well there's one very specific one um when i was about 10 i got hold of a copy of the album killers by iron maiden and um yes. Uh, I I saw an Iron Maiden poster on a, my friend's older brother's wall and thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, and then I got Killers with no idea. I mean, I was surprised to hear it was a band. I thought it was something <laughs> to do with Games Workshop. Um, I think it and, has that vibe, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And this, I, prior to that, I had no interest in rock and roll or, or even really music at all. Mm-hmm. And I got that cassette and I put it in and I can remember pressing play on Ides of March. And um, it just sort of scales falling from my eyes or ears, I suppose. But um, it was it was this hugely life changing moment for me. So that that's definitely the first one. That's the, that's the the kind of uh record for me. Wow, and uh, yeah, it's it, I, I totally know that feeling of that like uh, the kind of like your drawers dropping and your eyes are wide open. That moment of like realization, like this is something, you know, like it's- right, yeah, totally. And there were like anybody, I have my signpost records as life goes on from there, and they include mm-hmm. things like In Utero by Nirvana, Always and Everything After by Counting Crows, um, uh, various, and then we get into more obscurantist hardcore and punk, and I'll, <laughs> I won't, I won't bore your listeners. <laughs> But I, I really wish we had like like sixteen hours just to do a deep dive on all this. But uh, um, but yeah, I think it's time to head over to your festival and right. set up Trenchfoot Festival. Yes, Trenchfoot Festival. <laughs> well, I appreciate you uh, humoring me for that. Hello and welcome to season five of Castable. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It really means the world to me. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please make sure to give it five stars on Spotify or Apple or whatever platform that you're using and give it a nice review if you like the podcast please tell a friend share it if you want to have bonus content and financially support the podcast why don't you become a patreon for a little pound a month where you get to have bonus podcast videos and so much more best way to support the podcast is keep on listening to the show and enjoy the rest of the season castable if you can hear me i want you to sing along go for it the first question we're going to ask uh you don't have to call it transfer but what is the name of your fictional festival 
trench foot. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with that simply because I'm not going to come up with anything better anytime soon. Um, yeah, trench foot festival, trench foot. I mean, I, the thing is, I sort of have my own festival called Lost Evenings. Yes, but it's an, that's like a. I feel like we're discussing something in a field here. Mm-hmm. Lost Evenings takes place in a venue um, with multiple stages and all that, but like this is a we're in a field, so trench foot festival. Yeah, yeah, it's an expansion and uh, and. With trench foot, do you have to? Will you? Does it mean that you have to have trench foot before you get there? Are you gonna? Do you have no. to have trench foot before you leave, or is it just a? a, a no, it's a, there's, there's there's no judgment if you contract <laughs> trench foot while you're there, and there will be um like medical stations that specialize in this. But at the, I mean, the reason my friend got trench foot is because he wore the same pair of shoes and socks for like three and a half weeks or something. Okay. Whilst in in whilst in muddy Glastonbury, and I wouldn't actually advise anyone to do that. It was pretty grim. Yeah, I yeah, uh, that's the, the disclaimer we'll put at the bottom of the poster, just just to really advise away from that. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about being in a field, but whereabouts geographically would you like your festival? Um, I mean, I now live in Essex, so I'm going to say Essex, so that I've got a shorter drive home. <laughs> when I when I was a kid, like um. There was a huge thing when I was a kid about Glastonbury kids and Reading kids. And when I was younger, I was very much more a Reading kid than a Glastonbury kid. And there were a number of reasons for that, mostly musical. But it's it's not insignificant that one of the things about Reading is that if you've been there for three days and you've taken an awful lot of different chemicals and, and drunk a lot of all the rest of it, you can get home on your own steam in about an hour if you live in London. You can yeah. just go, fuck this, I'm out of here, and walk to the station, get on a train, get on a tube, and go home. If you decide you've had enough in the middle of Glastonbury, so fucking what? Like, you're, you're tra- I mean, getting out of Glastonbury is like a... <laughs> is, is this, like, gargantuan task. And so the ability to kind of eject a seat a little bit... I mean, I'm hopefully not going to do that at my own festival. <laughs> but nevertheless, the ability to kind of get away and get home and recuperate seems quite important to me. So let's yeah, say Essex. You have options, you know, and, like, you know, like... I, I do I like the aspect of you know like we all love a festival we love a gig but you know have our own bed it's lovely you know it's that again it's that yeah of- I'm, I'm perhaps showing my age and saying that but I mean <laughs> I did I did once camp at 27 festivals in one summer um, and yeah. at the end of which swore that I would never go camping again <laughs> ever um, in yeah. any shape or form so that's a good that leads us on to the next question like um, after that experience uh, have you ever been camping since or like have you ever thought about it have you had like <laughs> no. that kind of rose glasses I was never into camping particularly anyway. I, I mean, I have a not brilliant back and like sleeping on the floor mm-hmm. doesn't do me wonders. Also, I'm a big fan of the building, you know, um, like well, well done humanity for coming up with the building. Um, but I mean, these days, you know, and this makes me a terrible sellout, I know, but when I'm at a festival these days, I tend to be sleeping on a tour bus. Um, and yeah. indeed, I tend to be sleeping on a tour bus when I'm not at a festival. I spend more time in, in, in non-COVID years. I spend more time on tour buses than anywhere else. So, um, uh, and, I, and I like tour buses. They, they are comfortably uh, close to a building for me. Yeah, they are the building of the road, I would say. But like, Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I think that's, um, yeah, that's really, like, I think... Uh, yeah, camping is. Uh, would you have camping at your festival for people who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of my friends. Um, my wife loves camping. Um, this is a source of contention. Um, uh, yeah. you know, a lot. A lot of my friends love camping, and I do think it's part of the experience, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I have the right to decide I don't want to camp anymore because I've done it so much at festivals in the past. You know, I've I've earned that right of passage. That's cracking. And so uh, it's set in ethics, um, trench foot. And uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> how many people would you like um, at your festival, roughly? Are you going to have <clears throat> people or to keep it low key? I, I reckon it's going to be about 5,000. 
great and the reason i say that so my 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 friends run a festival called two thousand trees festival Mm. um which is i think is now maybe at seven thousand but the point about their festival is it's 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 fantastically it's just the perfect size you know you can get lost in it but you can't get like uncomfortably lost in it um and they've actually they've done well enough as a festival (laughs) over the years that they have been offered a license to go bigger and have turned it down because they're like this is the right size and i think that's correct and uh yeah i think that's a that's a really nice uh like it kind of keeps it humble without being overwhelming and yeah it it keeps it special and uh so is there any kind of themes or kind of vibes or ideology that you would like to have at your festival because you're you're you've got a reputation of being a man of the people is that kind of a thing (laughs) to have as part of your festival um i think that there should be a lot of focus on new bands i think that's a big thing for me like um Mm -hmm. which is which is to everybody's benefit because i mean first of all you know you want to give new bands an opportunity to break through and for a lot of people myself included a festival is a great place to do that but at the same time, like if there's nothing more tedious than some old fart in a kind of <laughs> faded leather jacket at the back of a venue complaining that music's not like it used to be in my day. Yeah. The answer to which is that's because you're only listening to music as it was in your day. Yeah. You're only going to damned reunion shows, which are awful. Um, I speak from experience. Um, and there's shitloads of great music out there. You're just not listening to it. And so it's to everybody's benefit. So I'd, I'd like, I mean, obviously you want to have some classics in the headline slots and all the rest of it but generally speaking you know i think that it's a good thing um for there to be a healthy dose of new music yeah and the only way that you're ever going to have those legends in the future is by kind of supporting those uh younger acts at the time right. as well it's about yeah. evolution and growth and yeah it's, yes uh, yeah it's such a joy to see those bands um earn their stripes on stage as well like it's great and it's yeah. uh it's a joy to, and also like I, I love it when you see a band grow from being a, a smaller but known band to like to growing bigger and bigger as well. It's absolutely, nice completely. So, so yeah. In terms of uh, without re- revealing the lineup, how much would you charge per ticket? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, um, uh, an amount that works for everybody. I mean, I, I believe that both contractors and artists and crew should get paid properly. Yeah. And con- contrary to the opinions of the quite a lot of instant experts on the internet, that costs money. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you want your festival to be kind of well put together and all the rest of it. At the same time, you don't want to rinse people and you want it to be accessible to everybody. I think there's a happy medium to be found. I'm not going to sit here and quote a figure at you because <laughs> I've, I've no idea. Yeah. The logistics have got a bit too real there. I do apologise. <laughs> no, it's all right. I mean, it is a world that I spend a fair amount of time thinking about. But um, you know, hopefully, a, an amount that would work for everybody. He said, like a fucking <laughs> diplomat. <laughs> you tell you what, you, you you've really like the, the one of the benefits about having um, yourself on this podcast is you actually have um, an, a, a genuine knowledge of this area and all the ins and outs of it. Whilst sure. like some people just say it's free, it's paid for by the government, and that's obviously <clears> very fun. But like, yeah, you can yeah. Really if it if it's if it's paid if it's paid for by the government, then the government have at least some creative control over it, which is not. <laughs> to my interest thank you very much <laughs> yeah hands off trench foot that's what i say exactly um, and final question of the section um at the festival what kind of role would you be taking are you the kind of person to be looking after the yaks are you going to be um kind of like partying or are you going to be um, uh, what's your role i think i think i mean i'm going to take it as read that i'm not playing this festival i think that's important that like um not least because that means i can get my drink on yeah. um uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I could be the mc i could be the i could introduce the acts i'd enjoy that i could wear a funny hat um and uh you know maybe like a i've, I've got this i don't know why but i've got this image in my head i've got a cane do you know what i mean like a <laughs> 
<laughs> with like a silver skull on the top of it and maybe like a top hat um and, like a marvel character it's great yeah and, and a bottle of tequila and my job is to introduce the bands and then enjoy the bands i mean i would pay whatever amount of money it is to see that be like hey welcome to the show come on in uh, yeah, yeah 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 it's very cool um yeah yeah, so kind of like a, a kingpin MC kind of. Yeah, I like right, that. Yeah, yeah. Carried around in a litter. Uh, <laughs> You're the king so of the, the so, that, so that I didn't get trench foot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One rule for, for some. Different I well, yeah, okay, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, but yeah, let's head over to the main stage of your festival to hear the bands that you picked. Yeah, sure. About to drop some acid like I know I should But I just remember that I left it in the club I don't know how I'll get my high I take a look around and know I sigh But then my salvation, it comes through Cause I'm inhaling pure O2 Cause I'm going into the Oxygen tank Cause I'm going into the Tent, yeah. That was actually quite disappointing. So I've got th- I've got three in my canon, have I not? Yes, you got. Um, we've we kind of today's session is a little bit different because we're giving you uh, three artists to pick from, so we can just have a healthy discussion with that. So uh, sure. So what are you going to be with those three artists? Is it headliners for each day, or is it like a one day festival? I, I think it's headliners for each day. But, but but the study has its has a different vibe to it. Yes. So my fir- and, and I've definitely got my first one and my third one. The second one we're going to have to chew over for a yeah. minute. But um, my first one is going to be Dolly Parton. <gasps> so is that Friday night headliner? Friday night headliner, Dolly Parton. Yes, at, like you've already hit this out of the park. Dolly Parton headlining, yes, please. I yeah, I mean, yeah. you have to be kind of like sort of legally dead to not enjoy <laughs> Dolly Parton, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, she's she's fantastic. She's a force of nature. She is one of the greatest songwriters who's ever lived, in my mm-hmm. humble opinion. She's also um, like, if you see Dolly Parton live, which I've been fortunate enough to do, like you, you kind of um, you watch her, and with every class of song, you're like, holy shit, she wrote this too. Um, and and you know, her canon's amazing. She's a consummate entertainer. What we were saying earlier about there being a difference between kind of like songwriting and performance, mm-hmm. she's she is the best of both worlds for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, she is definitely my day one headliner. Hard agree on that because, like, uh, yeah, I saw um, Dolly at Glastonbury. Is it 2013? I think, and uh, yeah, just that uh, again. There's like, yeah, there's no way you could not enjoy that. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a a wise and very a very also Friday night headline is a pretty uh you know should, should get the party started for sure as well. So uh, right, exactly, yeah. So that's my Friday night. Saturday night. So I I need to talk this through. I've got a couple of contenders here. Yeah. Um. But like, I mean, because I feel like because of my Sunday choice, which we'll come to, I want this to be kind of like the heavy night. I want it to be like um, kind of uh, punk rock, however you want to put it. It wants mm-hmm. to be kind of in that kind of world. I want a lot of kind of moshing, jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that wants to say Dropkick Murphys. They're a band I've toured with a lot. And they, yes. boy, boy, can they put on a show. Or, I mean, even going to what we were talking about earlier about seeing a band grow over the years, um, my friends uh, in Biffy Clyro are consummate festival headliners these days. Mm-hmm. And I first saw them play a scout hunt 
in Hounslow in 1998, <laughs> um, nice. and they weren't even headlining. Um, and you know, yeah. so they 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 are a contender for sure. I mean, I'm allowed to pick from history, right? Yes, you are. So uh, yeah, you can pick any kind of time. Yeah, I mean, like... so part of me wants to say like Black Flag 1982 when they were a five piece. Yeah. But the only problem with that is that I think what's really important about a festival headliner is they have to unify the crowd. And whilst I would lose my shit about Black Flag 82, I don't know whether I could gather 5,000 people who would in one place um, who were also Dolly Parton fans. You know, yeah. that, that might be a challenge. But maybe, I mean, I think possibly I'm going to settle on no effects. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. So let's say, in fact, yeah, fuck it. Let's say no effects. I mean, they are. They've always been one of my favorite bands. They're very dear friends of mine, but they put on one hell of a show as well. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really not have fun watching No Effects um, because they are they 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 are secretly incredible musicians, and I and they're incredibly. <laughs> they're, but they're, like their whole presentation is very self-deprecating and almost tries to disguise that fact. But actually, they're very very tight and very very complex band. So yeah, let's go. No Effects for headliners. Wow. So, like, uh, I wasn't sure whether we were going for Dropkick Murphys or Biffy Clara, but no effects that, like, I don't think we've ever, uh, we haven't had them much on the podcast before, but, like, they're a great show. And, like, uh, um, I, I've read a lot of books about, um, like, uh, like Fat re- Records and stuff like that. And, like, the, the stuff that Fat Mike does is such a interesting and, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, but- he's a unique individual for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a dear, dear friend of mine, but um, yeah. he's, he's also out of his fucking mind. So, you know. <laughs> But isn't that what you want in, a, in an artist, especially a Saturday yes. Night Headliner as well? Exactly, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be boring having no effects, <laughs> let's say that. Everybody would enjoy themselves for sure. So when did you feet, uh, first meet um, no effects? Uh, I met NoFX actually at a festival, at Reading Festival 2009 or 10, I can't quite remember, but I must be 10. I, I played on the main stage and then they were headlining the lockup and I went over to just hang out and they have a thing they have a song called The Decline that's this sort of 19 minute long song and they they always get a friend to play Hefe's guitar at the end while Hefe plays trumpet mm-hmm. Matt Skiba was supposed to be doing it Matt Skiba had gone AWOL uh, disappeared into the night as he's wont to do and um, and they were just about to go on and I'm having a bit of a like well who's going to play the fucking guitar and um, my friend Mike Davies who used to run the lockup show on Radio 1 um, who's also friend, friends with Fat Mike kind of said well I'm sure Frank knows it and Fat Mike was like who the fuck is Frank and I was like hello um, and they, uh, they gave me a guitar and they were, it was, it, there was, there was a, a beautiful moment Mike was like do you know the chords to the end of that and I sort of quietly went I know the chords to the whole song <laughs> and to all your other songs. Um, but I was like, yeah, I can probably. Yeah. Ah, I reckon I can. The difficult balance of being yeah. like, I'm a secretly a fanboy, but I'm not trying, I'm trying to be professional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. So, so I, I, and I got up and did it. And um, Mike said afterwards, the next time we hung out, uh, I played in LA and he came down to hang out. But um, he said that when I got up that night, I sung the backing vocals as well. And he said they'd had hundreds of people do that part. And I was the first one who'd ever done the backing vocals. So he'd troubled to check out my music afterwards. That's so cool. And that must have meant a lot to you. Oh my god, incredible. And and you know, like we've remained friends since and we did a split release together um yes. in twenty twenty, which I still can't quite believe actually happened. Yeah. Um but it did, and that's fucking cool. It's so cool to be an artist who's able to do those things and uh, do those projects with people that you love. It's it's um yeah, it's really yeah. as a fan, it's great to listen to, but also as an artist it must be something that uh Yeah, yeah. it's 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 I mean that's my punk rock blue tick right there. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely way to phrase it. And um, so <laughs> let's let's head over to your Sunday night as well. So who Okay. 
So I've got two two options here, and I suspect you might disqualify one of them. Uh, uh, but if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed the one that you're going to disqualify, then that's my answer. No problem. I'll see how harsh I'm feeling today. But... Well, I'm I'm going to take the band doing the last waltz. Okay. Because by doing that, it means you also get Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Van Morrison, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like you get the whole caliber. Yeah. So I'm kind of cheating in a way. <laughs> um, no. Well, but I'm I'm firmly of the opinion that the band, you know, there can only ever logically there can only ever have been one band called the band, and like you you in the abstract and the in in total theory you hear that and you go, Whew, there's a band called the band, they'd better be pretty fucking good, and guess what, they were <laughs> by some by in a way that almost makes me believe in God. There was like the one band that was called the band were the only band who were good enough to have been called the band, yeah. um, and I adore the band like furiously. But it's not just their own material that I love. It's the fact that, in my humble opinion, all of the versions that they do in The Last Wars, like the version of Helpless they do with Neil Young, pisses mm-hmm. on the original. Um, do you know what I mean? And like the, mm-hmm. the version of Forever Young they do with Dylan is the definitive version of that song. And on and on and on. They, you know, they, they were... Um, uh, they were not only an incredible band and incredible bunch of songwriters and performers in their own right, but they were they had something that I kind of aspire to, which is that they had an understanding of the rock and roll band as a vehicle for a songwriter and, and an ability to kind of like facilitate other people's art in a way that's not many other people do actually. Yeah. Um. So they're they yeah there we go they're they're up there. Quality stuff, and so yeah, you're definitely allowed that. And it's a very, um, it's uh, not, yeah, we, we we allow many things, and so it is a loophole, but we're willing to accept it because it's, yeah. it's a great one to have. Okay, my, my backup choice, <laughs> by the way, was Springsteen and the E Street Band. Oh, uh, what, well, like, we we, oh, we don't have time, they can, they can, they can, they can, they can go on before. Also, <laughs> just while we're here, can I also throw in a shout for Fugazi being on just yes. no effects? Thank you, yes, thank you. there we go. Right, so, you guess. asked to pick three, I'm on five already. <laughs> I should have That's, warned you. It's quite okay. Oh, like I, I have to do this, but Springsteen is one of my all-time favorite band uh, artists in the world. Just like uh, what just um, means the I most can, to me. I have Born to Run written on my no. stomach. No, so, there we go. <sighs> Frankly, the coolest person ever. Like, <laughs> they, uh, like uh, yeah, we well in the future if you ever get a free day, we got to chat about Springsteen <laughs> just all day because uh, yeah, I am um, yeah. one of my um, just all, my all-time favorites. But uh, just to wrap up the podcast, we're going to head to uh, floor fillers and then we're going to wrap up the podcast in that way. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here's a few hypothetical questions that Frank has to deal with in a manner that he sees fit. Oh, no. Um, and no effects have cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace them? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Fugazi. There we yeah, go. Fantastic. Uh, Fugazi. Yeah. Are, 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 that might be the first time anyone anyone's <laughs> ever suggested that Fugazi and no effects were interchangeable in any way. <laughs> but um, That's Fugazi what put on, yeah, yeah, they put on a show for sure. Yeah. Um, so... Um, Oh dear, someone's running late and you need to fill for time, but fortunately one of your favourite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. I don't need to be a DJ, but which celebrity would you pick? Uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> yes, oh my there God, you go. that'd be there you go. Like, who wouldn't enjoy that? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. 
Okay, and so your festival loves you, Frank, and they want you to sing one song at the festival, but you have to join a different artist on stage to mm. sing that song. So which uh, which uh, artist and which song would you pick? Well, my, my go-to karaoke move is the full, unabridged nine-minute version of Bat Out of Hell. Yeah, uh, oh my God, yeah. So we go for that, and that would fill a fair amount of time. <laughs> that I don't think I would be able to... Like blink during that time, I would. That'd be very, uh, <laughs> very fantastic. Okay, we'll uh, we'll end on a really hard one. Uh, oh no! Apparently, there's big old beef between the band and Dolly Parton, and they say they won't perform if the other artist is performing. <laughs> How would you deal with that situation? Uh, I mean, first of all, that <laughs> just strikes me as so vanishingly <laughs> unlikely that Dolly Parton would beef with anybody, particularly. Um, uh, but I would remind them that they're playing on separate days, which means they're probably not going to see each other. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's one of one of the things about playing festivals all the time is people go, "Oh my god, you're at, you're at this festival this year. Are you going to see so and so?" And the answer is no, because I'm on a different day, or if I'm on the same day, I'm on at the same time, or they're on immediately before or after, which means I'm busy. So yeah. you know, quite often as a performer, you don't get to check out the other artists as much as you might like to. So um, I, I would I would reassure them that there would be peace in the valley. Well, um, that's the end of Floor Fillers, and that's the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Frank. Uh, would you like to plug anything, or where can we find you online? Uh, I've got a new record out called FDHC. I'm very yeah. proud of it. Um, you can find me by typing my name into Google, um, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and there, there will be your answers. And may I just say, your new album is absolutely fantastic. We have thank you very much. It. It's um, thank yeah, you. one of my favourites, so thank you. Um, thank you very much. And, and uh, for listeners at home, please make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast, give it five stars, and please give a massive thank you to our wonderful guest, Frank Turner. Thank you. <laughs>